believe it or not, Baylor football is putting together an elite coaching staff. And the players they're bringing in, they're not bad either. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Baylor brought to you by FanDuel. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. Very special guest on this Thursday, post-Valentine's Glow for the great Matt Mosley of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas, weekdays 3 to 6. Matt, we have had all kinds of shakeup on the Baylor football landscape since the news of whatever that was, November 30th, December 1st, whatever it was, of, of Mac Rhodes saying he is retaining Dave Aranda. And before we get into the specific changes, for you as someone who talks about Baylor every day and knows some of these players involved, uh, what what is the vibes like around, around Baylor football? I've kind of put on some positivity glasses the last few months. Is it that way for you too? Yeah, that's what these sunglasses are. I, yeah. I just refer to them as my positivity glasses. And um, I do think in stark contrast to how things ended, and it was such a horrible season, and I think most of the fan base and the media had conditioned itself and was kind of ready for a change and ready to kind of follow that story, then to see, I mean, Mac Rhodes, whatever you think about Mac, um, boy, this was an unpopular, but I think Mac, Mac put it out there basically that, you know, I need, I need everyone to trust me here. I think I'm doing the right thing. And so um, I don't know. I, I, I would just say in the aftermath of all that, the recruiting I mean, again, and it begs the question, like, why did it take all this to get us to this point? I get all that, and I understand all the frustration, especially from last season, one and seven at home. But, I mean, sometimes, you know, desperation can can kind of maybe cause you to jump into action. And I think for Dave Aranda, in order to save his career, he presented a plan. That included, okay, I'm all, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hot and heavy in this NIL. I'm gonna keep all these freshmen and sophomores that are uh, that really look like they could have a future, and we're gonna attack this thing a lot differently. So I would say all of these staff hires, and again, we'll before we just say, oh, these are home runs. Let's see how this thing plays out. But sure. the to have as bad of a season as they had and somehow feel like Baylor this offseason, and of course looking forward to 2025 with with the early returns there, is is sort of, a, I mean, I hate to even say it, but it's a little bit of, uh, hot right now, like in terms yeah. of yeah. the recruits, all the people, and, and again, you follow the recruiting a little closer than I do. I like to kind of let them get on campus at some point. <laughs> but but the 2025 class right now is ranked in the top 15 in the country from yeah. what they've assembled. Now, of course, you got to get the you got to get them all the way across the finish line. And of course, 
if they don't show improvement next year, there could be all kinds of changes and you could lose the whole class. But for now, I, I the, the, the genius move was Keenan Hall, the running backs coach from SMU. That thing has paid off in spades. Um, I mean, he's he's doing a great job. And so he alone has made an enormous impact. And then all these new offensive coaches, like I, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. I think most of us Baylor people, that, like the two of us that went to school mm-hmm. at Baylor and then, you know, you arrived at Baylor basically as the scandal was happening yeah and 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 as all the exactly and i i think still baylor people know how much like from 2000 whatever that was like 10 to 2016 there was a lot or 15 there were a lot of winning and a lot of yards and a lot of i mean like sort of amazing stuff and so i think baylor people feel kind of conflicted on like how even to view that whole time because obviously art Briles now can't get hired anywhere pariah in the industry all that and what's kind of interesting is that these new coaches had nothing to do with any of that weren't on campus and are talking openly i'm talking about the new o-line coach i'm talking about spavitol the the office coordinator and, and kind of almost everybody we've had on the uh, the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas, which you're a part of, um, they've they've they they've all been like, hey, we want to take this run game back to 2013 to 15, and I think all the Baylor people are kind of like, oh wait, can we say that? Like that's because that was kind of a <laughs> that game. was kind of an awesome, yeah, yeah. It was like is that, and for these guys, are like, yeah, like we're watching film of that, and that was amazing. So, um, you know, not to revisit that whole era, but from a football perspective, what they want to do is run the ball, whether it be Shock Linwood or whoever it was. I mean, that one year, as you were entering Baylor, Cam, they went to a bowl game and, and like, without, I, a quarterback. I don't, I'm, without a quarterback, maybe he had yeah. a guy lining up back there. But what did they do in that bowl game? Six or seven hundred yards rushing. I think Johnny Jefferson, who would not be with us much longer after that, you know, had two or three hundred yards. I mean, like it was wild. And so they're trying to recapture some of that. So I, I, I think there's a, I think there's a, 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 a definitely a reason for excitement. And then of course the most recent, the, uh, the I would say maybe the biggest consultant hire in in almost like Ever? college football history yeah it it uh that one that one is of great interest to us yeah you know what man that's that's a good point let's let's talk about that hire shall we after this yeah And today's episode of Locked On Baylor is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Get your buckets with your first bet from FanDuel because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with those quick bets, those live same-game parlays, the exclusive props only through FanDuel, and so, so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com 
FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Here with Matt Mosley of the Matt Mosley Show. I'm your host, Cam Stewart of the Matt Mosley Show. And Matt, I mean, someone you have known for a lot longer than you've known me is one Gary Patterson, TCU's all-time winningest coach. And you 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 know him, and you've obviously you've covered Baylor for a long time, and and for a long time those roads were intertwined for better or for worse, uh, right? And so the announcement comes last week that that Gary Patterson is coming on as a senior strategic consultant. If I got all those words right there. So tell me just first what your reaction was when Baylor made this hire. Well, you know, I, I heard the rumblings and, and, you know, I immediately reached out to Gary and of course he has been laying low on this deal. And um, I do believe I can report to you right here on Locked on Baylor and this, this Cam Stewart extravaganza that you've let me be a part of, that I believe we have a start date. And that start date is Friday. Yeah. And so, uh, Gary, as you're listening, Gary will be on campus, ready to roll. And there were a lot of things that were appealing about this. Let me give you a little more insight on this. I uh, I sort of think that this has been in the works for a long time. And I think Dave Aranda was interested, and in maybe even like a year ago, that, that maybe, you know, would this be something helpful? And now, and for whatever reason, they couldn't, you know, I think Gary had had a good time and enjoyed his Texas experience, but was going to kind of lay out last year. I think, as Gary said on, on my show, our show, Cam, uh, just a couple of months ago, he was ready to get back in and be a head coach again. Yeah. And the Houston thing did not work out. He was one of three finalists, but he had the band together and he was ready to go. Now, he just can't. He loves coaching and he loves being around it too much to just kind of go into being a singer-songwriter, which he's good at that, too. But I think the Baylor situation is similar. Okay, the Texas one, let me just say this. I think he was learning what they do in NIL and all their visits, and he was trying to learn to get back in. You know, like, if I can get the band together and go, this would be a great learning experience. And he was trying to help Texas, and I think he did. I think he did. And, of course, they went to the playoffs the year after he left mm-hmm. and, and showed improvements while he was there. The last two teams, by the way, the year after he left, they went to the college football playoff. Yes. Just saying. Just throwing yeah. that out there. Yeah. So just need him to – yeah. So not this season, <laughs> but the following season, if right. he does indeed so leave, they, yeah. <laughs> they should be good. But in this situation, it's a little different. I think – remember, Jarrett Anderson, who's the new Baylor tight ends coach, was with him for like 23 years. So they're very close. Aranda, as he's talked about, looked up to Gary a lot and and I just think learned a lot from him, even from afar. He, he mm-hmm. He's talked about like bootlegging 
tapes of Gary's talks and things like that. He just was like trying to find anything because Gary was thought of as one of the great defensive minds in the game. I don't think Gary, I know there's some thought that, oh man, what if things go south? You got this head coach, he's ready to go. Gary could take over. I, I have not gotten any sense he's ever thought about that at all. In fact, I just don't think Dave, if he thought that was in Gary's mind, would have been going this route. I, I think Gary, like a lot of people, has huge respect for Dave as a defensive guy and 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 really wants to be a resource. And as Mac Rhodes made clear on our show, Cam, you know, like this is about this is not Gary's defense. This is about this is all Dave's defense. This is Dave. But this is Gary being a sounding board, being creative, being there to help. And I'm just telling you, like one of the strengths of Baylor going into next year will be, um, you know, all those DBs, those those freshmen that were getting recruited away, uh, but ended up staying at Baylor. There's two of them that come to mind right now. And that's going to be that's going to be fascinating to watch because Gary, if he's anything, I, I think of all the stuff he does on defense, I think his greatest strength is the secondary. And so mm-hmm. if you have like this massive defensive mind like that, as long as Pallage and Kevin Curtis and whoever else they have over on defense, um, you know, same thing with uh, Dennis Jones and, and, um, and and Christian Robinson, some of the others, as long as they don't view Gary as a threat and they're just basically sponges, like this will be like a PhD opportunity. Like this will be an amazing opportunity for those young coaches to take this throughout the rest of their careers. And so let me just say this, Gary, he did this at Texas. He will go so far out of his way to not cause discomfort. And what I mean by that is, like, you know where we're trying, as media, and we're trying to find parking out there, and there's all that construction, and we're like, well, I guess we ought to park over at the Mayborn or some museum or wherever we can find next door. That'll be where Gary parks. And Gary will walk on over. That's, that's going to be his mindset. So he'll be there to help, but he's not going to come in with, like, Hey, y'all, you know, whippersnapper. Yeah, he's not going to, it's not going to feel like what it feels like with the two of us. Like each day I take you under my wing and I really, right, yes. I give you a noogie and all that kind of stuff. Like he's really going to kind of ease into this. And uh, I think it could be a really good thing. And I, I, Cam, I, like, what I was not quite ready for was, the still, especially with older, and I include myself in this. Um, now, of course, I love Gary, and we're we have a friendship, mm-hmm. so I'm fine with this. But the older Baylor guard, and I'll say 50 and above for sure, and maybe even 45 and above, that that just watched this thing play out. I, man, I was we were with some people yesterday that are big Baylor yeah, donors. As a matter of fact, yes, and, that's what I was thinking of. They were not. Like, and I thought, oh, are they kind of kidding? And they were not no. kidding. Like, they were not gung ho about this. Not everybody is embracing this. And, uh, but it's like anything. If they start winning, 
and and maybe the thought is Gary has helped in this, then I think we're we're all going to be happy. I would hope so. I mean, it can't hurt, right? Like like you said, I mean, he's not he's not out there running Oklahoma drills or going on the iPad with the guys on the sidelines, but like it can't hurt to have that knowledge in there. I mean, we we agree that Dave Aranda is still a great defensive mind. Gary is the the best and probably active in college football right now. Five number one total defenses as a head coach at TCU, not Alabama, not Michigan, but TCU. And you have a guy who everyone says Matt Powledge, and, and we've heard players say this too, is, is really relatable to the players. And then you've got the two geniuses behind him. Um, so it, it should it should work. And and one thing I want to mention before we get you out of here, Matt, real quick, is um, edit, edit that out, please. Yeah. <laughs> you had mentioned <laughs> Keenan Hall earlier, um, and he just brings in another four star the other day. Um, the the number one running back in Oklahoma, Caden Knighton. Um, so, I mean, how much investment do we take into this? You said you wait till they get on the field, but after a three and nine to flip a couple of four-star guys and bring some top 50 prospects in the building, does that mean anything to you? Or we, are we solely just waiting for them to get on the field? Well, it does mean something. And I, you know, I'm like anybody. I don't, I'm not one of these that are just like, oh my gosh, this Fortis guy is going to be unbelievable because you're right. Not all these guys pan out. But when you start getting a few four stars, I mean, there are strength in numbers. And then, like, one issue Baylor had, they had a four star kid from Temple who had jumped in and already become kind of a leader and was trying to get other people in. And that was a beautiful thing. And for whatever reason, I can't even remember all the reasons, but Tari and York ends up at A&M. Well, he's already a massive leader for them. Like Tari and York, from the day he showed up on the Temple campus, had leader written all over him. Well, you just want to identify as many of those as you can. What, What happened is, and I think the fans will be kind of excited about this, They Baylor got so locked into this, person over player, which is a nice thing. I mean, I the heart, I think their heart's in the right place, and I think they're sure. being genuine with it. But it just got into it, it when you were not getting the players, and then you would just constantly hear that, I think it became grating to people, yeah. and I understand some of the backlash on that. And so this goes back to even Grant and people after Grant. Like, they used to recruit incredibly well. Grant Tapp and his staff. Oh, my gosh. He could do like, it, man. He Switzer, knew the game. Switzer used to say, man, I he's like, Tapp was the one I didn't want to go up against. I mean, Tapp was in on – I mean, he was trying to get, uh, you know, Billy Sims. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, he was – he was out there. I think he was an early Earl Campbell one as well. I think he was on the the Tyler Rose's couch too. Well, yeah, because um, Earl's teammates, several of them came to Baylor, and mm-hmm. um, Ronnie Lee uh, was Mellon Tree at Tyler. Anyway, uh, I guess it was John Tyler. Yeah, it's but uh, wow, now you're taking me back. But <laughs> I don't, look, I don't want to do that because we're running out of time. I don't want to take you back too much, Matt. No, let's let's extend our time. No, I <laughs> but I do think um that's exciting because what you do is you still zero in on 
like, and that's another thing about having Gary as a consultant. Hey, Gary, what do you think of this? Jared Anderson as a tight ends coach. Like, for 24 years, and don't act like Baylor hasn't done it at times, too, with Art in his staff. Um, and then Rule did it. I mean, think about it. We, we, I think too much about Art sometimes. Let's think about Rule. Rule kind of had, I mean, Petrie and those guys and, and, and Terrell Bernard, I mean, I, I don't. They were they were good high school players, yeah. But they kind of had something in mind, right? They kind of like I could kind of see this guy being that. I could kind unbelievable of, talent. And, talent and what, what what was hilarious is I had Jared on recently, Jared Anderson, and and so in East Texas, like a lot of times, Gary would take a he would take a great running back, and he wanted to move him to linebacker, wanted to play defensive end. He always in his mind was seeing these kids as defensive players. What do you think he wanted to turn Shock Linwood into? Like Jared Anderson, who's on Baylor staff now, had Shock out of Lyndon, maybe. Uh, Lyndonwood. Right. Lyndonwood. Anyway, he had a, had Shock. No, his name's Linwood, so it's probably Lyndon. Maybe that was he had, he had He had him, and Gary was like, yeah, he's going to play like safety or whatever. And, and so he goes to Baylor to play running back. He's the all-time leading rusher, I think, or rushing touchdowns leader or something Unbelievable. like that. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt Mosley, weekdays 3 to 6, you can hear me on there too on ESPN Central Texas, centexsportsfan.com, and of course we have a lot of Cowboys fans that listen in, Matt. Uh the Doomsday podcast with you and Ed Werder is the best in the business in terms of keeping me up on the Cowboys. Uh Matt before we get you out of here, thank you so much for coming on, first off. And I want to end with this as we sit here on February 15th, as you're listening to this. Does Baylor go better than 3-9 and nine this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All Give right, me the thank over. You. Hammer the over. Over at 3.5. Okay. We Matt, thank do. you so much for coming on. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Look, we've only got a couple of Baylor basketball home games left, and we have got some big ones. Obviously, Brittany Griner's jersey retirement this weekend. We've got Houston. We've got Kansas. We've got the Texas Longhorns all coming to town, and you don't want to miss this. So if you don't have the credential, like our friend Matt Mosley, thanks for coming on again, Matt. What you got to do is go to game time. It is the perfect place to get those last-minute tickets at the best prices. You know, they're not going to give you all those hidden fees that all these other third-party websites are going to do. They're going to give you the price you see is the price you get. They're going to show you the best deals. They're going to have flash deals, and you're going to get to see the view from your seats before you ever hit purchase. They're the best place to find them at the last minute because you can find them all the way up till tip off and even an hour after tip off if you're looking to make it out to the foster pavilion take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now all game time users get a hundred dollars off a big game ticket with code vegas 100 terms do apply just download the game time app and use the code vegas 100 that's v-e-g-a-s and then one zero zero for a hundred dollars off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So we've talked about the Keenan Hall effect quite a bit. I have, and have talked about the momentum that the football program is building through the off season. And look, I get it. They were three and nine. They're not winning any games in February. But if you're going to be one of those people that aren't going to take the positives when they're coming at you, 
then maybe tune out of this part because a lot more positives are coming Baylor's way, which for the rest of us, we will bask in. And we saw some more of this the other night. It was actually right before uh, the Kansas, or the excuse me, the Kansas, the Baylor Oklahoma basketball game on Tuesday night. Caden Knighton, the number one running back in the state of Oklahoma for the class of 2025, announced his commitment to Baylor. Four star. That is the the third four star skill position player that Baylor has already gotten to commit in the 2025 class. And there might be another one on the way with a receiver out of San Antonio Brandeis, by the way. So this week might not be done here. And there's still a year to recruit these guys. So I imagine they are not done bringing in the four stars. But this just adds to what already was a really talented class. This now moves Baylor into the top 15 nationally. They're on 13th in the 24-7 rankings for the class of 2025. And the way this momentum is going, by the time you're listening to this versus the time when I'm recording it, we might have another four-star committing to the Bears. And it's another one that you can that you can attribute to Keenan Hall. Okay, we're talking about Caden Knighton from Oklahoma. He he was Keenan Hall was on his trail early when he was at SMU. In fact, um, he was the first one to offer him from a power five school. There was a great tweet out there yesterday um, from, and now I'm not going to be able to find it, but it was all about like his first, it being his first offer. Keenan Hall messaged a guy named Sean Cooper. Sean Cooper's the one who put it out. Uh, he owns a sports performance place in Oklahoma, C4 Sport, Oklahoma. And it was almost two years ago at 4 a.m. 4.36 a.m. to be exact. Coach Keenan Hall, the first offer for a small-town 1A Oklahoma freshman who put some great film up in a 10-7 100-meter dash. That's pretty good. Um, so he was the first one to believe in him. Now, this isn't kind of that fairy tale story of he stuck with him the whole time. In fact, uh, Caden Knighton was, was committed to Vanderbilt last year and decommitted from them a few months ago. And now he is back to his guy, Keenan Hall, who he he attributes to him being the reason why he is going to Baylor or committing to Baylor here after his junior year. So, I mean, uh, he's, he talks about how he keeps keeps up with him. We heard similar things from uh, Demetrius Brisbane, who called Coach Hall his boy. Um, and, and Knighton says he keeps up with him all the time. And so this is very much the, the real, tangible Keenan Hall effect taking flight once again and you look at those 2022 numbers this is night and sophomore year he went for over 2200 yards and 35 touchdowns on 210 rushes oh yeah and added nine touchdowns and 820 yards in the passing game like this kid man i mean can can do it all is ripping up the state of oklahoma and he had some big suitors i, I you know it's vanderbilt that originally had his signature but he absolutely had like the Michigan, I think Michigan State was one, uh, USC was one that was hot on his trail, and he is committed to Baylor, which is just crazy. Six foot, 190 pounds. It's, it's crazy because of what Baylor's coming off of and the, and the uncertainty around the overall coaching staff. But who, who would have thunk it? that this would be the higher of the decade, Keenan Hall, bringing him in and bringing the four stars with him. Uh, 
Other offers included also Colorado in there as well with Michigan State, USC, Vanderbilt. Those were all the teams that were in there. Four-star recruit, number one in Oklahoma at the running back position, and number 23 in the nation at the running back position, according to 24-7. Our boy Will Turboff was first one on this story about this. Um, just a fantastic, fantastic early winter blizzard season, I guess you could call it for Baylor football in terms of the names they have gotten to commit here. So look, if you're one of those people that, that doesn't, that just wants to wait until they get on campus and wait till the head coach retains his job after next season. I get that. I really do, but you can't deny the momentum that Baylor is putting in right now. It's got to work on the field. Absolutely. But the momentum is absolutely there. They have hired, I mean, one of the best recruiters in all of Texas, it seems like, in, in Keenan Hall. They have hired Jake Spavadol, which Matt mostly talked about earlier, a guy who is embracing the, the offense that led Baylor to its greatest successes and that we as fans have been yearning for for years, this 2010's Art Bryles offense. We don't want the rest of the stuff. But we want the, the offense and the winning. And that is what this coaching staff is starting to embrace. And oh yeah, they brought in on the defensive side a guy who head coached five number one total offenses in the entire country and no doubt Hall of college football Hall of Famer in Gary Patterson. So if you want to hop on the bandwagon now, there's plenty of room. And I'll say this, you might not see it all this year. You just might not. It wouldn't wouldn't shock me if this team, as we know it now, misses a bowl game again. But brighter days are coming. They absolutely are. With this staff that's on board right now, this is as good as you could possibly feel, I think, after a 3-9 and nine season in which you retained a coach that a good bit of the fan base wanted to be fired. I think this is as good as you can feel. Baylor Nation, good days, better days are coming real soon. Anyway, thank you to Matt Mosley once again for coming on the show. Let me know what you think about these coaching hires down in the comments below and, and another four-star recruit committing to Baylor. Let me know what you think about that. Uh, thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. Be sure to like and subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow with more. We're going to talk a little basketball again tomorrow on Locked on Baylor.